What is going on? My name is Tyler Sturvin. I'm the pastor of different church and I'm so thankful that you're joining us today. And if you want more information on our church, you can check out our website, dfrnt.church. But before we hop into today's message, can you do me a favor on whatever platform you're listening from? Will you give us a follow? And hey, if it blesses you, why don't you hit that five stars? Because all of that helps us reach more people with the word of God. All right, I'm done. Let's hop into today's message. Let's do it. Church, welcome. How are you? Um, it's been forever since I've seen you, whether it's you're watching on YouTube or you're part of our 615 location, whatever, man. I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in, for being a part. And um, man, if you're watching online, we got a new set. Man, I am so grateful and thankful for the talent we have on our team for making things look cool and nice and cute and engaging for either it's TikTok or Instagram online so that people, they see a clip, but they want to tune into the main thing. And man, I'm just so grateful and thankful. We are in a series called Love, Death, and Romans. And we've said something all every single week this month. We've said something. This, this summer, hear me, this summer is all about growth. I'm growing this summer. This is my summer to grow. But do you know what a misconception to growth is? Growth will never feel good, okay? Just because something hurts doesn't mean it's bad for you. But growing will most oftentimes push you further than you've ever been before. It will hurt you more than you've ever been hurt before because it's bringing something out in you that's never existed before. You're going to have to wake up early to read when you want to watch TV and scroll on your phone. You're going to want to you're going to want to gossip when you really need to pray. You're going to want to drink coke when you should drink water. You're going to want to sit on the couch when you're going to want to run. Growth requires you to push past limits that you've never done before and that will hurt you. That will hurt every single time. But growth is the goal, right? Every single day. I'm not looking at in 10 years what I look like. No. Am I reading today? Am I praying today? Am I worshiping today? Am I giving today? What am I doing today to grow? And that's what we're doing. So much so, listen to this, so much so that this week is our first week where we're live streaming, not only on YouTube, which is where we've been and we have thousands of people subscribed on YouTube. Now we've moved over to uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify to where when you're running, when you're working out, we're, we want to make it as easy as possible for you to grow. And so that's what we're doing. Um, so if you're watching on YouTube or whatever, um, why don't you go over to Apple Podcasts real quick and go follow and rate five stars or whatever. It really helps us. And something super cool, our first day of being live on Apple Podcasts, we are actually featured on the new shows category on um, Apple, which is super cool. You get free promotion when we get people to like and raid and all of that stuff. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Now, like like I said, we're in a series called Love, Death, and Romans. And also every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 7 a.m. Central Standard Time, we're dropping just a quick scripture to get into your spirit, right? The word transforms us. How does a young person stay on the path of purity? By writing my word, in, or by writing his word in my heart. That's what Psalms 119 says. So I've got to get the word inside of me. 
If I want things to change around me, I've got to get the word inside of me. And so every single morning, that's what we're doing. Or every single Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that's what we're doing. We're going on podcasts. We're doing all of this so that we can reach as many people as possible. But we're walking through Romans. Four weeks, Romans. Four weeks, Romans. That's what we're doing. And Romans has so many life verses. I actually just finished reading Romans. I read Romans 16. Uh, actually, at the day of this recording, and there's so much. There's so much to learn from. There's so much to grow. But if you have a Bible, you turn to Romans 12, okay? Romans 12, verse 2. This is it. One verse. But this one verse is crazy, y'all. Crazy. Look at this. Romans 12, verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing, look at this, the way that you think. Then, then's my favorite word. Then is my favorite word in the Bible. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Look at this verse two right at the top. Don't or do not copy the behaviors and customs of this world. Can I tell you something? The what the world has for you cannot fulfill you. What the world gives you will never satisfy you. That's why he's saying, hey, don't run to the world, run to the word. Hey, don't run to the world, run to the word. That's where true life change, that's where the peace is, that's where the hope is, that's where the love is, that's where the grace is. The world only offers stress, anxiety, doubt, worry, insecurity. No, where the word is, there's freedom. That's where it's at. He says, don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world. Don't fall in love with the world. And you know what, can I preach for a second? As Christians, we're called to create, we're not called to copy. But what's easier, to stand out or to fit in? What's easier, what's easier? Because as Christians, when a Christian creates something, it brings hope because it's backed by the Spirit. But when a Christian copies the world, because the world can't bring hope, the world can only bring stress. When a Christian copies the world, they don't ever, they're not ever able to bring hope. And if you're wondering why you're not seeing breakthrough, why you're not, in, why you're not inspiring, why you're not bringing hope and peace to people, you've really got to ask yourself, am I just copying what the world's doing or am I truly creating? Because the world cannot create hope. Only a Christian with the Holy Spirit that brings hope can bring that out in you. That's it. That's it. We are not called to copy. As a Christian, I'm called to create. Because this world needs hope, this world needs peace, this world needs, needs love, and the world can't create that, right? The world can't do that. So that's why as a Christian, I create, because the world can't bring what people need. But why don't we create? Why, don't, why is it so hard for us not to fall in love with earthly things, right? It's hard. I love the things of this world, why? Because, and, and, and hear me, We've gotten earthly success and eternal success mixed up. I would rather be successful on this earth than being successful eternally. I would rather see earthly success and we can't do that. That's not our goal as a Christian. I'm called to be successful eternally, not earthly. That's what I'm called to do. Have, 
there's this guy on social media right now, his name's Andrew Tate, right? And so he's super popular, he's been popular for like a month or two months and he tells young men how to, how to be successful in this world. He says, hey, get the car, get the mansion, get the girl, get the money, whatever it is. He's teaching you how to be earthly successful. He's been on social media for a month and everyone's flocking to him. No, no, I don't want to follow people that have been popular or that have been preaching for a month. I want to listen to this guy named Jesus who created the cosmos, who's changed the entire direction of this world, that's really created and changed how we see everything on this planet. Because when someone teaches me, get the car, get the house, you know what happens when I die? It's owned by somebody else. Somebody else takes it. We cannot confuse earthly success with eternal success. I've got to love, I've got to serve, I've got to uh, give, I've got to do all of this stuff because then I'm remembered not just for 80 years but for 800, 8,000 years. Whenever I download my story into somebody and they begin to tell their story to somebody and then that story goes to that person, right? Eternal success. But I'm done listening to these people that have been popular for a month, two months, a year when Jesus has really changed the whole dynamic of this planet. Why would I not listen to him? Why would I not listen to him and figure out what eternal success look like? But he says this for a reason, right? God says, hey, don't. He's not saying don't do it because you might want to. No, he's saying, hey, don't do this because you're going to want to do it. Don't copy the world because you're going to want what the world has. You're gonna want what the world has. And I'm not called to be, I'm not a part of this world, right? When you're a Christian, you're not made of this world. But as we keep going in Romans 12 verse two, look at what it says. Hey, what's up guys? I'm Aaliyah. Welcome to Different Churches YouTube campus. While you're here, go ahead and subscribe and put on the post notifications and go ahead and follow our other socials on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're feeling generous, go to dfrnt.church and press the generosity button. And I hope wherever you are that God speaks to you and you come back next week. Verse two, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. How? By changing the way that you think. My life is changed when my mind is changed. My circumstances changed when my mind is changed, right? We have got to, if we're looking for real life change, if you're looking for real change, I'm running to the word, I'm going, God, what, where does change come from? He says it right here, by changing the way that you think. By changing, but we, listen, I would rather God just change my circumstance. Don't change my mind. God change something around me. Don't change something inside of me. No, no, no. He says, do you want real change? Do you want real deliverance? Do you want to be set free? Set your mind free. That's what you're called to do. Set my mind free. But that's the last thing we ask for, isn't it? Every single person, whenever I was back in the day, every single person that got delivered in a church service 10 years ago that I was a part of, they're struggling with that same thing they were delivered from 10 years ago today. You know why? Their hands were delivered. Their head was never delivered. They, they got set free 
outside, but their inside was still mentally locked up. And if you don't set your mind free from the grips of Satan, if you don't get your mind free, you will find yourself locked back up again by the same thing you said you were delivered from. Your deliverance is not tied to a Sunday morning. Your deliverance is not tied to a worship song. Your deliverance is not tied to prayer. Your deliverance is tied to getting my mind, renewing my mind, taking every thought captive. I don't want just my hands to be delivered. I want my head to be delivered. And if you're wondering why you're going through cycle and cycle and cycle and cycle, but but you've gotten the raise, you've gotten the new boyfriend or girlfriend, you've gotten the new job, you've gotten the new car, you've gotten the new house, but you find yourself in the same cycle, have you set your mind free? Ask yourself, have I set my mind free? Have I really renewed my mind? Have I taken every thought captive? And usually, It's not. It didn't happen. Two-thirds of prisoners, when they get released from prison, they get incarcerated again. Two-thirds of prisoners, when they get released, they get locked back up. Just because you're set free physically doesn't mean you're set free mentally. And when my mind is locked up, my body will eventually be locked up again. And we have got to not look for physical freedom. I've got to find mental freedom. And that's why he's saying, Hey, take every thought captive, remove your, or renew your mind, change the way you think, because that's where life change comes from. Just because you feel like you've been set free physically doesn't mean you've been set free mentally and you'll find yourself locked up and behind bars again. He says, no, 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 we're done with that. We're setting our minds free. The enemy doesn't get access to my mind anymore. We're not doing this. I want to be free mentally. But that means, hear me, I can't allow anything access into my mind. We just allow anybody access, don't we? We just allow anybody, anything, any comment, any DM, any group chat, anything that happens, any financial problem, we just allow it to infiltrate our mind. It's like, no, 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 we're not doing this. You're not, the enemy will not have my mind. The, the comments behind my back will not have it, will not have access to my mind. The group chat started that I'm not in will not have access to my mind. The financial problems will not have access to my mind. I'm changing the way that I think. I'm not dwelling on things that are not er- er- eternal. I'm not dwelling on things of this earth. I'm not made from this world. I am dwelling on, I am putting my thoughts in who Jesus is, what he's done for me. I'm not allowing the enemy to have my mind anymore. I'm not. I'm done. I've struggled. Listen, I've struggled with depression for too long. I've struggled with anxiety for too long. My family's been in poverty for too long. Divorce has run rampant into in, in my family. I am not allowing any of that to enter into my, I'm breaking generational curses today. You know where it starts though? It doesn't start with the bank account. It doesn't start with the relationship status on Facebook. It starts in my mind. It starts with taking every thought captive. I'm not allowing Satan access into my mind anymore. I'm breaking generational curses, but it starts in my mind. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. He says, hey, you know how you change your life? Changing your mind switching your mindset, changing how you view things, changing how you see things, not allowing everyone to speak into your life. 
A lot of us have allowed too many people to speak into our life and wonder why we can't hear God's voice. We have 8,000 other voices in our head. Stop. Get alone. Get quiet. Be with him and him alone. Because look at what happens. When you do this, we get to my favorite word in the Bible. Look. Well, we'll just read verse 2. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then, then is my favorite word in the Bible. That is a promise word. That is a cause and effect word. If I read the sentence before, that means the sentence after then is what's promised if I'll do what's before. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. If I, then then I will know God's word for me. That's probably the most asked question I get. Pastor Tyler, how do I know what God created me for? How do I know God's will for my life? How do I know? How do I know? Have you ever wondered, maybe you haven't gotten what God has for you because you're not ready to get what God has for you. You ever wondered if you're just not ready for what God's called you to get? Have you ever wondered, and I hear pastors, hear me, I hear pastors preach all the time, get ready, get ready, get ready for what God's going to do. What if you're not ready for what God wants to do in your life? What if you still need to learn how to pray a little better? What if you still need to learn how to study? What if you still need to learn how to get on your knees and beg God for forgiveness? What if you're not ready for the call God has on your life? You should probably get ready. You should probably begin to learn how to prepare yourself for what God has for you. Rather than keep claiming God's got something for me. No, what do I need to learn to accept what God has for me? My daughter Salem's eight. She knows what car she wants today. She wants a pink Jeep today. And I look at her, I say, Salem, you don't even know how to drive. She wants the Jeep though. She wants the Jeep. You know how many times we beg God for something that we don't know how to use yet? You know how, man, I know God's going to give me a platform. God's going to give me a church. God's going to give me all this stuff. You wouldn't know what to do with it if you got it. My daughter Salem wouldn't know what to do with the Jeep until she got it. Me, as a dad, I look at her and go, okay, well, let's learn how to drive before I get you the car. And a lot of us, we need to learn how to drive before God gives us the car he's promised us. Before God gives us the platform he's promised us. Let me learn how to pray. Let me learn how to read. Let me learn how to worship. Let me learn how to give. Let me learn how to be generous. Let me learn how to serve. Everybody wants the car. Nobody wants to learn how to drive. And you know what he says here? Then you'll learn God's will. Well, to learn God's will, what do I have to do? I have to stop loving the world. And then I had to change the way that I think. So if you're, if you're like, God, I, I know you called me to something big. I just don't know what it is. Ask yourself two things. Have you changed the way that you think? And do you still love the world? Because you probably don't need access to what God's called you to until you figure those things out. That's what I need. Okay, help me not to love earthly success. Help me to renew my mind every single day. Take every thought captive. Because can I tell you something real quick? And you can tweet this, you can put this, whatever. Why would God show you how to change the world if you still love the world? Why would God give you the ticket to change the world if you still are in love with the things of this world? He shouldn't do it. You're not ready for it yet. So I've got to humble myself. I've got to change my heart. I've got to change my mindset. And I really believe, as we wrap this up, I really believe you're called for something. I do. 
I know God's called you to something huge, but you have to find out, am I ready for it? Because the worst thing that could happen is you get given it. Because my daughter, she would wreck that Jeep the first day she got it, wouldn't she? And she'd never get it again. You've got to ask yourself, am I ready? Am I ready for what God has for me? And that comes from falling in love with the kingdom of God. I'm not trying to be super spiritual, super churchy. Falling in love with the kingdom of God and changing the way that I think. Then, then, then I will experience God's will for my life. Lord, we love you. We're so, we're so thankful for you. But God, I'm sorry when I've been in love with the world and still trying to change the world. It doesn't work that way. God, help me to renew my mind, to not fall in love with earthly success, but to be in love with you to be in love with what you've called me to do, to take every thought captive. I'm not allowing the enemy access to my mind. I'm not allowing those people access to my mind. I want you and only you. And then when I get those together, then I will know your will for my life. We're lost. But I know if I cover these two things, that you'll help bring clarity to the the last one, your will. So Lord, we love you. We thank you. We honor you. It's your name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Hey, what's up? My name's Tyler and you are a part of our different church YouTube campus. And I just want to say thank you. I'm the pastor here. And here's a few things that you can do to stay apart. One, subscribe and hit the notification bell. Be alerted anytime something drops or releases. We want you to be a part. We want you to be encouraged and inspired and figure out what your different is. But maybe you want to tell your auntie, your uncle, your cousin, whoever. Maybe you want to send that, just share it. Because what I've learned in ministry, people will open a link to a church long before they ever open the door to a church. And maybe you're on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Follow us, Different Church Nashville. Be a part, see what we're doing every single day. And maybe, last but not least, you're an OG, you're a real one. You really want to get plugged in. All you got to do is go to different.church. That's D-F-R-N-T dot church to find out more about us, the church, Uh, how to give, how to be a part, all of that. But I love you, and I will see you next video.